Welcome to Point of View Passport Edition. In this series, we interview friends of the podcast that either live in a country other than the United States or have spent an extended period of time living outside of the United States. Our goal is to take our audience on a journey around the world by introducing you to places and cultures you may be unfamiliar with. Together, we will broaden our horizons by speaking with those who may not live near, look like, or speak like us, but serve as a reminder that we are all members of one big global family. Today, let's talk about things from Denmark's point of view. Good. Oh, it's I just. <laughs> I was gonna say, is the the plane take off without us? <laughs> Good morning. Yes. To in short, yes, yes, it did. <laughs> it is six in the morning here. I woke up at five, and it was. I can't believe I'm. We were just talking with this. You stayed up till two. Dan stayed up till seven, and just woke up ten minutes ago. Like it. Honestly, it's a miracle we're all here. <laughs> yes yes nothing short of that um i went to the movies with claire of episode 31 fame um but it didn't start until ten forty-five. um when was it supposed to start Ten forty-five. <laughs> oh. so it was it was our fault but ask us what we saw what'd you see nick <laughs> the animated bad guys children's movie so we just thought it was funny that it was playing at ten forty-five at night we thought we'd be the only ones in the theater we were not so I had to keep my antics to about a seven. The animated bad guys movie? Well, it's just a, it's just a kids and it's not like a v- animated version of a different movie. It's just called Bad Guys and was it, it's a it was, children's oh, movie. Okay. I yeah. hadn't heard of it. But we yeah we just thought it was funny that it was at ten forty five at night, and I was like, oh, I'll be able to like crawl around in the theater or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did that when we saw Cats, but like it was Cats, so need I say more? Um, it was Cats was so bad. So there were children up in the movie theater at 10.45 watching yeah. the guys? Yeah, there was one other family. Well, just, uh, Claire and I aren't related, but uh, there was a family in front of us, and I was <laughs> like, oh, I will stay confined to my seat. <laughs> I bet you were looking at them like, why are you here at 10.45? And they were looking at you like, why are two adults here at a children's movie? Why are you here at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think they knew we were behind them, to be honest. But it was a good movie. It was oh, really that's good. even creepier. They didn't even know you were in the theater. Oh, well, you know what I mean. They they were there around. before. They were there before us, and then we walked in. Um, we jammed to Miley Cyrus's live album in the car because we got there super early. Because what else is there to do in that window between dinner and ten forty-five? But how are you? <laughs> I'm good. The Bruins made it to the playoffs, and I'm very excited because playoff hockey is officially starting. And I'm very excited. We're playing the team. The only other time I talked about the Bruins, we're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, and we don't have a. I think I talked about the last Passport Edition episode, actually. How That's we funny. don't have the greatest 
uh, record against Carolina, but I'm very excited to be starting to watch playoff hockey. It's the most exciting time of the year, in my opinion. Uh, mm. But I'm more, more excited about today's episode. We are welcoming someone who I met in 2019 in, while I was studying abroad. Him, him and his family hosted me while, um, well, while I was studying abroad, I guess, while I was living in Denmark. Um, it's, it's early. It's going to be, we'll, we're going to see how this episode goes. <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be great. But before we introduce him, Nick, what's something that you're grateful for? Because that's something that we start every episode with, right? Just, just, just go down the line. I'm glad I have this out, episode outlined because otherwise. <laughs> yes. I am grateful for my dad this week um because well every week you know but this week in particular because he has really um i didn't realize i'm as you know i'm looking to buy a subaru cross trek and he was he was off yesterday and we had we had known that there was one that i was looking at but i didn't know it was like five minutes from my work so he texted me and he was like well what time are you on break and i was like 12 and he was like okay we can like i thought he meant like we can talk about it on our break like he was gonna go look at the car and i didn't realize it was five minutes for me but i got on my break and he was like all right i'm here and i was like here like where and he was like here at your work like he wasn't trying to surprise me or anything i was just not picking up that he was going to be at my work so we went on my break and i test drove it and he just really like it looks it's looking good although i feel like i should say that i'm not going to get it because the last time i said that i got a job um on this show <laughs> as you know you just want to go back to episode one the same thing yeah <laughs> yes so i'm grateful for my dad um you heard that right gary um yeah he doesn't gary. listen to this he oh. doesn't listen to this um what are you grateful for yay supportive parents yes, um <laughs> i am grateful for well Appropriately for this episode, I'm grateful for the opportunity to I had to study abroad before the pandemic because I got it in right before everything kind of went kapooey. Um, and I'm grateful for social media because that's how I've been able to stay in contact with uh, Frank and his family while I've been in the U.S. and they've been in Denmark. And so, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. But I think without further ado, we should bring in our guest. So. A little bit about our guest. So as I mentioned, in fall or autumn 2019, he hosted me uh, in his home for four months while I studied abroad at the Danish Institute for Study Abroad, or DIS. He grew up in Udense, Denmark, also known as the birthplace for Hans Christian Andersen. And Frank, don't make fun of my accent because it's been a little bit since I practiced. Um, <laughs> and now lives in the heart of Copenhagen in the neighborhood of Frederiksberg. He is married to his wonderful wife, Christina, and together they have three amazing sons who I proudly call my host brothers for the four months that I was there, Noah, Willis, and Norman. He's promised to someday take me skiing with him in Austria, but more importantly, take me to the famous opera ski in Austria. Please welcome Frank Windeloo. Hello. Hi, Frank. <laughs> nice being here. <laughs> We're happy to have you. Thank you for That's being good. here. <laughs> we should have recorded this episode in Austria this uh I know <laughs> this, this winter at the Would you have been in a state where you could record? 
It might have been yeah. a di- very different episode. In the beginning of the no- uh, afternoon, not, uh, not at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should give some context to that because you and I know that joke, but but basically you go skiing pretty much every year in Austria, right? Yes. With some with yes. some friends. Uh, I I like uh, skiing basically I go skiing two or three t- uh, times a year. And one of them is with my friends only. So uh, and, and the tradition is in, in Austria that you drink quite a lot uh, at mm-hmm. after ski, as we call it yes. or après ski. Uh, and especially Austria is well known for its uh, famous apreski with the uh, Austrian slager music and uh, and cheap beers. So you uh, you uh, drink beers uh, all the afternoon, and sometimes you uh, you uh, you pass dinner basically because you are too drunk <laughs> to eat, and you just go straight to bed. So you are fresh the next day. <laughs> and and awesome. Frank Frank told me about this in 2019 when I was there, and that he was going to be doing this. Um, I think after I left and I said, oh, because I'm a skier too. And I was like, I, that's something I want to experience. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Some, one of these days we're going to go, I'm going to go with your friends. And I think that would be, that would be so much fun. Um, but thanks for being here. Um, I mean, I think we should get oriented. So since we just said that it was 6 a.m. where we are, um, what time is it where you are? What's the weather like? It looks beautiful. You're outside on your patio right now. Um, but what time yeah. is it where you are? What's it? Yeah, what's the exactly. Like? It's it's uh, noon in Denmark or twenty past noon or something like that. And as you can see, the the weather is uh, is pretty sunny, partly cloudy. I think you would call it uh, a nice breeze uh, and uh, like fifteen degrees or something like that uh, in the sun. So uh, spring is coming in Denmark, uh, which is uh, very much needed uh, after a long period of uh, of winter and a lot of dark. Uh, we like the light, light here where once it's coming. Yes, that was something that I experienced kind of the other side, right? Because I was there in, in the fall. And when I got there, it was in, I got there in August. It was pretty warm. It was actually really warm. And I was surprised because I was like, oh, Denmark is, it, you know, the scandinavian like oh it's going to be cold blah blah but it was actually really warm but then it did it, what what's the saying you have right about november how there's actually instead of 12 months isn't there like 15 <laughs> and it's like all in november 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 because it's dark and <laughs> yeah exactly and that's when it start you know the leaves starts falling off the trees or have actually fallen off and it's just you know raining all the time and it's getting darker and darker and uh, you just know now winter is coming so uh, <laughs> it's an awful time. Uh, people just want to go, you know, you start miss the summer, really feel you, you miss the summer. You uh, put on long pants again and, and the winter jacket. And uh, it's, an, it's an awful time before Christmas comes in December where people turn on all the lights and stuff like that. And there's a bit of uh, hygge or coziness, yes. as I call it, uh, again. So, uh, and then... Uh, Jan, February is a really long month uh, too in terms of uh, light because the, it, it will be dark around three in the afternoon and uh, the sun won't come up until maybe nine or ten in the morning. So basically you have a sh- very short window of uh, light and there you are usually working or studying. So basically you don't experience uh, much daylight uh, during that period. So uh, a hard period to get through, I think. 
Yes. But then on the other hand, during summertime, because we are so far north, it can be light to like 10, 11 in, in the evening, where you can sit out uh, what we call warm summer nights. So that's, on the other hand, that's that's a bright side of it. Right. Yeah. I remember when I was there in uh, in fall 2019, that was something that I had to get used to because it wouldn't get light out until about... 9 a.m. 9 30 i was like on my way to class or something and then it would get dark again around 3 3 p.m maybe even earlier and i was like oh my goodness like it's just <laughs> i really had to embrace and we'll talk a little bit about huga the, the coziness kind of culture that the danes use to help them through the dark times but i found that it helps if you know a nice fire a nice you know good company things like that but yeah that was definitely i remember something that i had to get used to as well yeah, I was definitely, I was curious, that was going to be one of my questions, was how much daylight you have in a given day. That would definitely be something that I would have to acclimate to. But it's it's re- it's really cool to me, like, just to think that it could be like, I, I don't know what darkness at 3 p.m. feels like. I wanted to ask, though, can you talk a little bit about Danish culture? Like, what's it like to live there? Um, What's the climate? What's the food like? Are there any national tra- traditions, sports? Yeah, I think uh, for those who know where Denmark is located, uh, I guess Scandinavia is kind of the best thing uh, to kind of describe for, for Americans, right, if you don't know exactly where Denmark is. But basically, we are at the west part of Scandinavia. So we have the Gulf Stream at our west coast. Uh, it's a quite small country. But we have the Gulf Stream, and the Gulf Stream means that during uh, summer times it basically cools cools down Denmark a bit, and during winter time it heats Denmark a bit. So uh, it will be uh, it will basically always be uh, it won't be that many minus degrees, despite the fact that it's dark most of the time. If you had been in a in in a spot or in a land where where they have more inland climate, then it would be uh, a lot more snow, a lot more minus degrees, actually. But the Gulf Stream keeps us warm during winter and cold during summer. That's so interesting. Okay, I was just going to say how, but you just explained it. I was going to say, because when I think like daylight, I think warm and then nighttime absence of sun. But okay, the Gulf Stream... Heat. Yeah. Okay. So basically, we have the Atlantic Ocean with the Gulf Stream, and it brings up uh, heat during uh, during winter time, and also basically uh, coolness during during the summertime. So uh, that's why we have kind of you know we call it Liverpool Day or blurry weather all the time. So a lot of rain, <laughs> a lot of you know wind coming in from the west. So really good weather, never really bad weather. It's just you know. <laughs> all in between i I called it the danish gray yeah exactly (laughs) i'll come to fully understand that answer around 9 a.m um (laughs) (laughs) so you talked a little bit about the climate what is the food like and i don't know if you've been to the u.s but is it how is it different how is it the same yeah i think uh Denmark is, is basically historical. We are a nation of peasants. We are only like five, five, six million Danes, so a small country. But uh, traditionally, we have been an uh, agricultural uh, uh, nation, or uh, and we still produce quite a, a lot of uh, both grains, uh, corn, uh, and pigs, uh, especially. We export pigs to all over the world, and very known for our bacon. 
both in the UK oh, and Japan, uh, actually. So uh, for each day, I think we have like five picks. So uh, wow. <laughs> 25 million picks and five million days. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, the what, what we are quite known for uh, as one of the things. The traditional Danish kitchen has a lot to do with pigs, you know, pigs and potatoes. That's like traditional Danish food and also what we eat at Christmas and stuff like that. But otherwise, I think Denmark has really picked up on the Nordic cuisine, as they call it. I think we have at least two restaurants in the top 10 restaurants throughout the world and lots wow. of Michelin star restaurants to despite actually being quite a small uh, country. So right now, I think the tendency or the trend within uh, finer dining is actually the Nordic uh, cuisine. And that's, you know, not not a, a heavy kitchen like the French kitchen with lots of uh, cream and stuff like that, uh, and lots of meat, but more a delicate with lots of uh, herbs and where you use more fish and stuff like that. So... Uh, quite well known for our, our restaurants. So we get quite a lot of uh, tourist visits in Denmark uh, due to uh, gourmet journeys and stuff like that. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, the last part of that question, are there any tra- uh, national traditions or sports music Danish citizens enjoy? Yeah, I think uh, sports like uh, like all tr- countries. That's uh, we call it football. You would call it soccer. Uh, yes. So that's kind of the national sports. Uh, other big sports uh, in Denmark are handball and uh, badminton as well. Uh, th- those are quite famous sports as as well, where we are doing quite well uh, internationally. Oh, cool. So I I was gonna say you you said you call it we call it soccer. I call it the thing that I pretend to understand, but I. I love badminton. <laughs> I love that game. It's so fun. I mean, it's like one of the sports that I can actually play. Obviously, amateurly. Like if if I were playing, like I'm not in a league or anything. And if I were, I would not do well. Um, but I love that game. I think it's a really fun sport. Badminton's one of those sports too. That's like when you done the Olympics, it's like, oh, let's just turn this on for fun, and then you you end up staying on it and just like watching because it's just so fast. Yeah, um, it's so it's always so impressed. And uh, and it's also a sport you can uh, you can actually do during winter time, right? Because it's played right. indoors uh, as well. So that's I think that's also why it's it's quite uh, big in in DK because you don't want to play soccer during uh, during the winter that much. It's cold, wet, windy. Whereas <laughs> yes. uh, badminton, that's in a, a hall or a, a warmed up warmed up place where you actually do that that sport. Nice and music. What what type of music um, do Danish citizens enjoy? Uh, I think it's all kinds of Western music. Uh, so uh, a lot of uh, US artists, uh, UK artists, we have a few artists ourselves, of course, but we listen uh, a lot of uh, to English music in, in general or UK music. Justin, I have to like, is Lady Gaga known? <laughs> Nick's a in huge Denmark? Lady Gaga fan. Yeah. I am. Is Lady so Gaga she... is well known. They play her yes. also at Austria uh, and Apreski. Uh, I, there's quite I a love few numbers that. with uh, Lady Gaga there as well. So uh, I think that. she's known uh, all over Europe. <laughs> yes, love that. I love her. Something unique too about Copenhagen, which is where where Frank and where I lived, um, is that there's a 
it's called Tivoli Gardens, and it, there's an amusement. It's kind of like an amusement park, but you can go. You don't have to go on rides or anything, and you can just kind of go in and you know work if you want, or do do homework, or just kind of hang out there if you'd like. But there are also rides, and in the summer they have a con a Friday night concert series. And when I was there, I went. They had like Jason Derulo. They had um, Frank. You can you can very much critique my pronunciation of it, but the concert I went to. exactly is that it okay so i went to her that like she was a really good show so that's something that's really cool and that's open to the public so you don't need to get tickets for the show you just need to get admission tickets into the into the gardens into the gardens and then you can see the show and that's frank correct me if i'm wrong a really popular thing that that that's really popular i think uh this friday or the next it will be 50 cent playing there no way. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> so awesome. I'm sure they will close the gates because there'll be so many people uh, in, uh, in the Tulip Garden. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's right. He just came out during our, our uh, halftime show for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl halftime show, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so j- this is a question that I wanted to ask. Um, given that we... Uh, we keep some of the questions uh, repeating on these passport editions, but this one is unique to your episode. Um, so Justin was the first international student that your family hosted. Yes. I'm curious what it was like hosting him and Justin, what it was like living with a host family in a foreign country. Yeah. Do you want to start uh, Justin? Uh, or should uh, I ask as you go first? You can start and then I'll go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Depending yeah, on so, what you say, I'll. Uh, <laughs> you'll adapt. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, what was your? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, we were great, very grateful uh, to have Justin. It's something you sign up for voluntarily, so of course we uh, would like to have an, an exchange student living with us. I didn't just show up at the front door, you know. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and we had actually wished for a guy because we have three boys uh, ourselves, as uh, Justin mentioned in in the introduction. So it was, uh, I think, great fun for the kids to have like a, a big brother. And the reason we wanted a big brother from the U.S. Uh, in particular for the boys is for them to uh, get better at speaking English, actually. So that was oh, cool. kind, of the, kind of the idea behind it. And then it turned out that we got just Justin, who kind of uh, blended into the family very well. So, of That's course, nice. we are grateful about that. So, actually, it's been such a, a big success that uh, this fall again, we will uh, have another exchange student visiting oh, cool. us uh, for uh, four months. So, uh, we are looking forward to that as well. Um, are they from the U.S.? Do you know where they're from yet? Right there, I think most of the DIS students are from the U.S., uh, and we have particularly wished for a, an, an English-speaking uh, student yeah. uh, because that's kind of well, that's one of the main reasons we are hosting for the uh, exchange students. That's for the for the kids to to kind of speak more English, and of course to to uh, get a bit of U.S. Uh, background into our living rooms as well. Cool. Justin, what was your experience? And also, I think it's funny because he said he wanted someone that speaks English, and we always joke on this show that you don't do recreational grammar. But (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I would hope I speak English well. You do. As I don't, as I probably, that probably wasn't proper English. No, that was. Oh, good. Wow. Things are looking up. Um, What was my experience like living with the Windaloos? It was... 
honestly, the match was was perfect. It was so much fun. Where they lived was perfect. I was a 10-minute bike ride from DIS, and I, I biked pretty much everywhere. It, uh, Dan- Denmark is really a big biking culture or cycling culture. It was, it was, I had my own room, which was really nice, and, but it was also really nice to have people that I could rely on when I had questions about, because I'm living in a foreign country, right? I don't have all the comforts of, that I'm used to at home. It, I'm going to be experiencing new different things. The biggest thing was one time when I was cycling from school, I lost my wallet, and that was, you know, a little bit of a, not even a mini panic attack, but like a large panic attack because <laughs> I had, you know, credit cards, IDs. Luckily, I didn't, you know, I mean, I don't know who keeps their passport in their wallet, but I didn't have my passport <laughs> in my wallet. But, you know, that was just, it was panic. And Frank and Christina were like, it's fine. You can use, you know, one of our our cards in the meantime before you get your new one. And they they something that they said too was, they they also you know talked me down like 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 good host parents should you know just like it's fine relax it's gonna be okay and they're like it's not like the U.S. sometimes people will will grab your wallet and they'll they'll find you on Facebook or message you or somehow and say you know hey I have this it'll happen I'm thinking you know new, the typical American New York mindset of no they're gonna take everything that I own and then they're gonna throw the wallet out to the wolves but. What, lo and behold, 24 hours later, I got a message on Facebook saying from from someone who had grabbed my wallet and said, hey, Justin, I think I have something of yours. And we went back and forth and I got my wallet back with everything in it. So that was something that was really helpful. I also just liked being a part of their family. And like Frank kind of said, and I, I it seems like the sentiment was mutual. I the match was perfect. I mean, you know, on days when I was stressed, it was nice just coming home to three. At the time, the, um, their sons were 13, 12, and six. And so it was fun. And they loved being with me just as much as I loved being with them. And so I'd get home from school and especially their youngest, Norman, would be like, Justin! And he, had, he spoke limited English, but he knew my name very well. And one of my first memories was the first time the first day when i flew into denmark i was really exhausted and so i took like a small little nap um in their living room on the couch and i woke up to norman jumping on being be like justin do and so he he had, had practiced my name um and uh, you know that i think that just really that experience really um made my study abroad experience living with a host family you know there's there's people who don't live with a host family that study abroad, I'm sure that experience is just as great, but I really wanted to immerse myself into the culture. And I think being able to live with the Windaloos and have them kind of show me their, their take on, on Denmark, their take on Copenhagen and go on little trips with them too. And be a part of different family traditions was, was really a once in a lifetime experience. So that I will always be grateful for. And they always have a they always have a place here. I know you guys know that, Frank, but you guys always have a place when you come to the U.S. At yeah, actually, we, we did plan to go to your graduation because uh, that's one of the things we would like to experience, actually, a, a real U.S. graduation party or where you get on the hats and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, it could, <laughs> could have been great fun, but uh, 
Corona took it away, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we didn't end up having a real, <laughs> a real graduation. <laughs> we had, we had one, but it was very interesting. We're in two different. I don't know if you know this, but we're in two different years. I'm the year ahead of Justin, and we okay. had the same ceremony. Uh and it okay. was at a American, American football, football stadium. Six forty four a.m. And it was re- it was really odd how like if you weren't on the stage, which was on the field, you could do whatever you want. Like you could get up, you could talk to friends. Like they couldn't hear you. It was it was it was allowed. It was encouraged because it was very hot. Um, let's talk about Denmark again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So part of what Frank kind of alluded to when he was talking about kind of the dark season and the the winter times when it can be kind of cold, or I talked about the Danish gray, is uh, there's a concept called hygge, which can loosely be translated to cozy um, into English. And so that's something that I really embraced when it was explained to me, kind of the whole concept of what hygge is. And so, Frank, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what hygge means. I know I know it translates to cozy, but what's, what is the, the culture behind hygge? Yeah, you can say the culture behind hygge or coziness is basically, you know, in, in the cold month the grayish uh, part of the this season then Danes they just love to come together with friends and family sit indoor you know uh, put on candle lights maybe have a piece of cake or something like that or a glass of wine a, a beer warm wine maybe with uh, different spices in them uh, and just you know sit and play games uh, maybe in front of the fireplace uh, or the stove and uh, and just you know be together and cuddle in in maybe a sweater uh, a warm sweater or something like that so you know where it's soft and nice and and it's it's the opposite of the harsh weather outside so uh, i think that's some something every danes like and they like their spare time with their hygge uh and and the get together part there and also uh, i mean friday afternoon if you go to to cape copenhagen you'll see all students hanging out with their friends having beers with beer uh, alcohol is 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 a huge part of the danish culture and it's not like in the u.s where you start drinking uh, rather late uh, already now i have a you know, discussions with, with my son, who is only 15, when can I start to, to drink a beer stat? Uh, so, so the alcohol culture in Denmark, Denmark starts uh, a lot before. Uh, I know you experienced it, Justin, when coming here. I mean, people when they are 18 in, in DK, they go out and drink and have hygge with their friends over beers. Uh, also in the city, you're allowed to buy uh, beers in, in the city once you turn 18 in, in DK, where I think you start at 21, right? So legally, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah <but. laughs> right. Yeah, right. Because I, how was I? I think I was, what, 20? Maybe 19? No, I wasn't 19. I think I was 20 when I was there. And yeah, so, you know, legally, I hadn't, you know, drank anything in the US. But yeah, in, in Denmark, right? And I think it's, is it when you turn 16, you're allowed to purchase beer in supermarkets yeah and then hard alcohol is when you're eight, when you turn 18 so like yes. spirits liquor yeah things like that yeah yeah and that's just a european thing in general in the, in the united states we kind of make it taboo but I, I i do kind of like how in in europe and especially denmark 
what I experienced and Frank, what you're talking talking about is it's not it's not a taboo thing drinking. It's 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 talked about. It's like you know just be smart. You know. But... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we start a bit too young though. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> because you know once the the kids start uh, uh, turning 15, 14, even sometimes. They, they start to get interesting and interested and it would just be easier if there was kind of a common culture around drinking that's something you can start doing maybe when you turn uh, 17 18 or something like that so that's i think they start a bit too early in denmark but 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 the part where they are gradually uh, taught how to drink or or, or behave while drinking basically i i like that uh, that part uh, a bit more free uh, whereas uh, when you turn 15 you, you uh, can go to prison basically so then it's your own responsibility to to learn to start drinking as well yeah that makes that makes a lot i think that makes sense how is how is noah is he is he doing well yeah yeah <laughs> he's doing uh, he's doing quite he'll go to boarding school next year so actually he has a few exams next week uh and then uh then he has the summer holiday and then he will start at a boarding school uh, wow. for a year so that's fine that's exciting how far away will he be from home uh, actually i think it's three four hours by car okay so um not that long but uh it's it's still so long that he he won't come home every weekend uh sure. sitting with Is his mom excited? and dad yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite excited. It's it's a boarding school where they are very focused on doing outdoor uh, sports, so uh, canoeing, uh, mountain biking, stuff like that. So cool. And while we're on it, how I mean, how's Villas? How's how's uh, Norman? How's Christina? How's everybody else? <laughs> I think they're all doing uh, quite well. Well, uh, both Nor uh, Norman and Villas, uh, they are away at the Boy Scout camp this uh, this weekend. So okay. I've been home alone because uh, Christina's been, uh, been at a spa or something like that <laughs> with, with, a, with a girlfriend, so uh, some sort of present. So I, I've enjoyed myself. I went fishing uh, last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> See if nice. I can ca catch a few fish, but uh, no luck there. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him next time. Um, so my next question. Uh, so... The language spoken through Denmark is Danish, but most Danish yes. adults, um, I've been told by Justin, know pretty good English. Uh, yeah. How did you learn English yourself? <laughs> I'd love to say I've been a, a great student at school and I've learned all my English there, but that's not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the reason most Danes speak English the way I do, we are not that good at English, but uh, I think you can at least understand what we are saying is because traditionally we have learned Swedish and German in in uh, school, but but as you know, when I when I was at school, I think we had English from like fifth or sixth grade maybe, but now the kids they have English from basic from the when they start school, I think uh, so. Uh, already from preschool they start uh, english at school oh, cool. Uh, cool. and then we work uh, i mean we are a, a nation of only six million people so you know we we simply need to speak a second uh, language as well because otherwise we wouldn't be able to to kind of uh, yeah navigate internationally uh, so uh, like at my job uh, we have lots of foreigners working there as well so 
you can't really do without being able to speak some sort of English. At most jobs, you, you simply need to speak uh, English. Most manuals and stuff like that doesn't always come in Danish, so, so you need mm. to be able to read English as well. And uh, most TV uh, series and stuff like that we, we uh, watch, it's English movies or, or UK movies, series, etc. Where you, uh, so it's subtitle, so it's not, uh, I don't even know the word when they kind of put uh, Danish on top of uh, what they're saying in, in, it, uh, uh, in the movie. Dubbed. It's dubbed. Dubbed over dubbed, yes. English. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they don't don't do that. So we basically hear the original. Then uh, there are subtitles. So you kind of listen to English all the time. You hear English all the time. Uh, so I think that's you know you're just kind of forced to <laughs> to speak and listen to English. Uh, yeah. So naturally, we have embraced the English and uh, German and Swedish is not a big big thing anymore, uh, which were traditionally the big uh, languages to learn because that's our neighbor countries where we have most trading uh, with Germany and, and Sweden, but nowadays it's English. Cool. Um, and on that topic um, of American culture, um, this is one of my favorite questions, but what is something about American culture that you living in Denmark might find interesting or the, the part that I find that I like about this question is what's one part about it that you would find strange? <laughs> uh, I think so many uh, things, right? <laughs> uh, where to start? You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know uh, a funny thing when when uh, and I know you had it also uh, as as a topic to study, uh, Justin, when you were here. But we ha have what you call Yandelon in Denmark, and it's basically a guy who once said, "You should never believe you are anything" or something like that. So, uh, whereas in the US it doesn't matter if you brag a bit about how much money you have or how good you are at something or you are world champs of whatever. I mean, uh, and and it kind of uh, also affects the way you you are very open to other people, I think. So uh, so if you go to the city, you can often see it's it's an American tourist because they are a bit, a bit loud. They, yeah. They speak uh, loud, they, you know, interact with people they don't know and stuff like that. In Denmark, you would never approach a people you, you, or a person you don't know. You would be kind of mm -hmm. uh, a bit shy or don't know how. So if if an American approach a Dane and just start talking with a Dane without them really uh, having anything to talk about, you, but, you know, just the way, <laughs> and, hey, how, who are you? Uh, what are you doing? It, it's strange to a Dane. So I think... <laughs> That uh, that part of the American culture, uh, I like it, but uh, some some don't. So yeah, that sounds like us. <laughs> that's exactly. why we have a podcast. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> we talk too much, so that's why yes. you know, <laughs> we yes. need to have an outlet. That's what this yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. So let's pivot a little bit, and this is something that I am kind of interested in, and I think our audience is interested in when learning about different countries, is uh, the style of government. Politics versus government. 
when I just to put into context, when I got to Denmark, either a week before or a week later, Donald Trump said he wanted to annex or purchase Greenland, which is owned by Denmark. And so that was a very interesting time to be in Denmark as an American because all the all the Danes were like, "What is this? What does this guy think he's doing? Like, what is it?" I don't know if you remember that, Frank, but we were like, "What yeah, is happening?" <laughs> and I think actually the the Nick, have you heard of like the the Trump balloon that was like it was like baby Trump? Yes, that, like, the big baby around him. in a diaper. It made it to and made it to Copenhagen. And when I was, there, and I was like, "What is?" I was like, "What is happening?" Was I don't, I don't That's know. Hot. Anyway, every also when you're in, and I don't think this is exclusive to Denmark, but when you're an American who's living in Europe, you will without a doubt be asked, "What do you think of the of the president?" Or what do you think of? I mean, when I was there, what do you think of Trump? And that was, and now I've heard from people who are studying abroad currently, what do you think of Biden? And that's always an interesting conversation. But anyway, back to the question. Um, Frank, can you talk a little bit about the style of government in Denmark? I know it's a little bit different than, than the United States, but can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. It's, uh, I think you could describe it a bit a bit like the Danish weather, whereas in US, <laughs> it's uh, black or white, right? Uh, so either it's uh, the one one side or the other who basically rules the country for, for four years. It's not like that in Denmark. We ba- basically have like, uh, right now, uh, eight, eight different parties maybe. And then uh, these different parties, they have to kind of form a, a government. So so they have to discuss uh, or, or basically agree on what should the direction be for Denmark, where they kind of uh, discuss, of course, based on how many positions or mandates they have within the uh, Folketing, as we call it, or uh, and That's and uh, parliament, right? That's your parliament. yeah, yeah, our our parliament. So uh, our parliament consists of one hundred and eighty-nine seats or something like that, and then those who can basically form a majority government. So it's sometimes you know, three, four parties uh, hooking up and saying, now we are ruling the country because we have the majority of seats. And we, are, we basically agree on how to, to rule this country for, for the next four years. And we uh, hold each other on, uh, on different promises. So we kind of discuss and takes everyone's uh, or the majority's opinion into consideration and form a government. So that's basically how it works works in Denmark. But all parties are basically, they basically agree of like 90% of the, the politics. I think we have, uh, it's not like they are uh, totally disagreeing on, on a lot of things. Maybe the foreign policy is, is the biggest topics, but you know, tax, uh, stuff like that, they pretty much agree. Uh, they can make a, a big change uh, to the way it's run in DK, I think. I was going to say, since you say that most of the parties agree on 90% of the politics, what are those hot button issues, those issues that are usually debated? You said foreign policy. Are there, are there any others or anything specifically that you can kind of remember? Yeah, yeah I think it's a foreign policy. And then migration, uh, how many foreigners should we take in? How much can a country of 5 million actually save the world? And how should we basically treat those who come to Denmark and don't behave? Uh, should they be sent home? 
or uh, should they stay and we should try to kind of make them behave so that, that's kind of what's being uh, discussed so the immigration uh, politics and then of course tax how how much tax should we basically pay where some believe we should pay more tax and some less uh, but basically we, all, we end up paying a lot of tax no matter how we put it <laughs> i think we are one of the heaviest taxed uh, governments or uh, countries in the world interesting as Americans, we can't relate to the migration uh, conversation at all. You know, we don't have, <laughs> have that issue. Um, <laughs> He's kidding. Um, I don't know. I want to reiterate. So in Denmark, Frank said that there are eight, about eight political parties, more or less. And I think that's just as someone who's just interested in politics. I didn't study it or anything, but I'm interested in. I think that's a really interesting system. Versus the United States, kind of two big parties. Yes, there are more political parties, but I think that's really cool because if you want a majority, you have to work together with other parties. And I think that's, you know, I'm sure, Frank, you would you would dispute this, uh, but I think that helps to make a, a parliament, a congress, or a government function better than if you have one side fighting the other and... Uh, I don't know. So I, I don't. I think that's really interesting. And when I learned about that when mm. I was living there, that I found that to be an intriguing thing. That I yeah, you know, the 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 parties with the biggest power is basically those who who uh, who could could join with both uh, both sides, right? Uh, yeah. So there's always the extreme uh, side of of uh, of the parties, but those who have the most power is basically those who can cooperate with with the with both parties you could say because uh then they tend to to get most influence on which uh, politics we have so it's always the middle or the grays who will uh <laughs> yeah. who tend to win right the gray politicians exactly the, yeah, the, exactly. the moderates as you would say in, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the u.s so as we come to the toward the end of this episode the, I want to say that the majority of our audience resides in the United States. So before we op kind of open it up, what is something about Denmark that you want to share that you haven't had the opportunity to already that Americans might not know about the country? Hmm. I don't know if you know, but we still have a, a queen in Denmark. Uh, she don't have any real power. <laughs> uh, so it's more a tradition that, that we actually still have a, a, a queen uh, and a prince. We used to have a prince and a queen, and, and uh, she has a son who will take over and become king, uh, married to an uh, Australian lady called Mary, uh, and they have beautiful uh, kids as well. So uh, they live not too far from us. I think we can almost see there. Uh, they live in the center of Copenhagen, and uh, you can actually go all the way up to the residence and see where, where they live. Of course, there will be guards there uh, with uh, smaller guns, but uh, you can actually go right up to, to where they live. Uh, I think that's, that's quite interesting. I see lots of uh, tourists visiting uh that place it's also interesting uh to know that denmark is is very much into the environment and stuff like that and i know justin maybe you were a bit surprised that actually the water inside the harbor of copenhagen uh, is so clean that we uh, can actually swim in it uh, so uh, despite the fact that 
Copenhagen is the right or basically one big harbor. We uh, we tend to swim and sail and really enjoy the the harbor. Uh, so I think that's also pretty unique compared to many other cities that also uh, is uh, next to the border or, or has a harbor. Then we're actually able to use the harbor in in a different way compared to other other countries, especially during the summertime. I think that's nice. Absolutely. And Nick, to give you context, imagine swimming in the Boston Harbor. Oh. <laughs> his no. Just, his, <laughs> just his, his his noise that he made is the exact reaction of why I was surprised because I I did. I swam in, in the in the in the Copenhagen Harbor and I just that's not unthinkable in Boston. And and Denmark in general is a very sustainable country is kind of on the cutting edge of of sustainability and and having those conversations about environmental justice and how to be more eco-friendly and one of those things that i think is interesting is like i said cycling before versus driving yes there are there are cars but you'll find a lot more people are 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 biking in the morning than you are driving and the public transportation system just public transportation in Europe is just so much better compared to the U.S. Uh, in general, I'll just say. And then also, what's the what was that? I'm trying to remember, Frank. The I know that you could you could ski it, and even though there's no snow, oh yeah, over by Ref wasn't it over by Ref. Yeah. What was so that actually, we called? yeah, it's a power plant. Uh... I can't really, I don't know what's it called, but it's yeah. called Copenhill. Yeah, uh, so yeah. basically they have the Bjarne Engels, who I know also designed different stuff uh, in uh, Manhattan, uh, US. Uh, uh, he has basically drawn out that power plant where they made a, an artificial skiing slope on top of the power plant. So you can actually take a lift up and ski down on, on grass even during uh, summer times. So I think that's quite fun. Uh, and actually, it's in that's uh, very, very close to Copenhagen. So you can bike there in like 15 minutes or something like that. And then uh, and then we are really trying to get cars out of uh, Copenhagen uh, as well. The local government makes it more and more difficult to park cars, uh, more and more expensive to have cars actually in, uh, in the city center and uh, do a lot to develop, as you say, public transportation. So it will be... It's much easier to to actually be in the city uh, in the city by public transportation or by bike. Uh, so most Danes actually bike. I bike to work as well, even though we have our car just down here. But uh, sometimes I don't use the car for uh, a week or two <laughs> because I don't really have any anything to use it for because uh, all transportation is done on bike. And I remember you saying something about price to buy a car and as nick said in the introduction he's in the market to buy a car right now mm -hmm. the price to buy a car in denmark isn't necessarily the piece that makes it expensive right it's how much you're taxed if you purchase a car exactly so the car uh, from the manufacturer the car have uh, one price but then they basically tax it like maybe 180 percent on top of that so a hundred thousand dollar car would uh, cost 280000 at least. Uh, and then uh, they tax you for uh, driving on the road uh, and they tax the fuel or gasoline uh, high as well. So uh, one gallon of 
gas would cost like maybe two or three times the amount as it does in the US. And we have to buy that for uh, for our Krona, which has already been taxed uh, 65% of the last earned Krona. So uh, we are heavily taxed. But then again, a lot of things are for are for free. Uh, the entire educational system is uh, basically for free. You can get a university degree in, D- in DK without uh, paying one single dollar. Uh, it's basically wow. free to study. And uh, they even support you. So you get like four or 5,000 Danish a month. I think that's maybe 800 US dollars a month to actually study. So they encourage you to study and get a, get an education and it's free. That's so interesting to me because I think they actually charge us that amount per day to study. No, I don't know. Yeah. But it's something <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We had a conversation um, when I was there about how much I was paying Loyola to study abroad in Denmark when I was there. and Your soul. Yeah, basically selling my soul. Uh, but yeah, and also to be clear, the, the Danish currency is not dollar, it's the Danish kroner. And uh, Frank yeah. was talking about that a little bit, but I wanted that to be clear. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. We, have so to, one... we have to mention that Frank is more on top of this than we are because we completed a full recording of this episode and then forgot to ask the fruit question. <laughs> So, Nick, will you do the honors? Sure. Pretending that Frank knows nothing about this question and didn't just remind us to ask it to the point that we had to turn on the recording again, (laughs) we ask all our guests a very important, very serious question. Um, If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be and why? Yeah. I was just thinking a uh, good question. Uh, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, Can you tell that Danes are very sarcastic too? A very sarcastic <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. I love. We love sarcasm here. Sarcasm. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, giving uh, giving it uh, quite some thinking, and uh, what I come up with is basically uh, I I think I would be a coconut, a bit of you know, uh, hard outside. Uh, soft, smooth, nice, nice in, inside, uh, actually a bit juicy. And then I, uh, w- once I die, I become into coconut oil. Uh, see, I love coconuts. I love coconuts. <laughs> that's, that's, a great, that's a great answer. Because even, even after you pass, you still there's a, you have a use. You're, you're helping people, you know? Exactly. Yes. exactly. We love, we love, I personally love skincare. To end out this episode, are there any questions... Um, before Justin and I get on the metaphorical plane that you have for us. Uh, no, I, I had one in terms of, uh, you know, what, what, what are you using the, uh, this uh, podcast for? Uh, I'm so old. I'm uh, 42 that uh, I don't use uh, TikTok, <laughs> podcast, Snapchat, and all of those things a lot. So uh, I'm fairly new to the podcast uh, thing as well. Uh, but now okay. I think I have to start uh, listening. But uh, basically, what's, what's your uh, thinking or uh, motivation be, behind doing uh, this and getting up six in the morning? Uh, <laughs> looking very tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. We don't look that bad. The yeah, sun just... has been rising steadily as we've been. <laughs> yeah. so, Nick, do you want to answer that first? Yeah, um, we are in love with ourselves. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not why we do a podcast, although you've made that joke before. 
just honestly justin came to me and he was like do you want to do a podcast and i was like yeah i do like i've always wanted to host a show be it interviewing people or you know just talking about daily topics sometimes we we have really serious ones and important social justice issues so where would you rather or talking about other wild concepts um or just our passions honestly i did a whole episode of lady gaga episode 30 for those that want (laughs) to let me plug that real quick um but i yeah that's why i wanted to do it and also it gives us the chance to or gives me that i won't speak for justin but it gives me the chance to kind of like the motto or the mantra of the show is we speak our truth to learn the truth so we i kind of like learn about myself as we're going through this show so i that's why i do it i think for me part of the reason why and i've said this on the show before i wanted to have a podcast start a podcast is one i think something new i wanted to try something new and two when i graduated from loyola part it was a weird time in my life personally it was okay i've been a student all the way until graduating college now what am i going to do with my life one and two i felt like because we were still in the middle of a pandemic and there was you know a racial justice reckoning kind of around the world in the united states and i've just was having a lot of really serious conversations uh sometimes serious sometimes not but important conversations nonetheless with my friends and i felt like I don't think narcissistically, but I felt <laughs> maybe it is. I felt like having these conversations in a, in a way where other people could hear them and, you know, they could agree with me. They could not agree with me. Basically start a conversation about important issues and kind of put it out there and see see what happens was part of the reasoning why I wanted to start it. And I think it's been a good way to keep in touch with our producer, Dan, who cut out but moved away from the United States. And I keep in touch with Nick, who is more local to me. And, you know, just keep in touch with you, Frank, and other people. So I think it's been fun. We'll definitely, we'll definitely, I know the link I sent you said, you said didn't work, but we'll definitely send over a link that does work so you can listen to some episodes. And you'll be able to hear this one too, of course. Sounds great. Frank, it's been so nice seeing you again hearing your voice i'm glad you're doing well and your family is doing well and christina's on her spa her spa weekend <laughs> with the girls um but thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate it and for just catching up and letting our audience learn a little bit more about denmark so thank you yeah of course thank you for taking me in of course thank you for thank you for being here and so, as always, my Nick, my Nick, <laughs> my name is Justin Dew. And my Justin is Nick Gervasi. <laughs> and you can reach us at our email, pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pointofdewpodcast and Twitter at pointofdew. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. We really appreciate it and are always grateful for your support. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, good night.